Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz on the Improviser's Guide Network. Now is the time. Forever? Hashtag always MGM. Old, old, old. The secret staircase. We always do that. You are approaching the unloading area. Behold the majesty of the Sistine Seal. For the kids. A salute to all theme parks, but mostly Walt Disney. Ha! What a cute ending. Aloha and welcome aboard. This is Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. I feel like we need to do a formal introduction now in our second episode following last week's interview with fact checker Mel Dale over on the other side of the Zoom today. That is is Jen. I am Frank. Welcome aboard. Hello. Welcome. Thank you, Mel Dale, for kicking things off last week. Thank you, Mel Dale. It was an excellent, lively conversation. Uh, and he did, in fact, go visit the Disneyland Trader Sam's after talking to us extensively yes. about the Walt Disney World Trader Sam and Sam's 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 Sam. Uh, did provide, I would say, a bit of a shocking twist, revelation, swerve, what have you. So go back and check out what is now episode one of Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz. You, Jen, yes, did blog. I did. About the Disney breeze, because our first question from Mel Dell last week was about... <laughs> The Disney Breeze. And I feel like we just answered the question as if the entire world knows about the Disney Breeze. Do you think it's something that people know? What do you think? I I mean, if they don't, I, I think it could go two ways. Either they don't, and perhaps we just broke the glass for them and went, oh my God, yes. I I experience that. I feel that all the time. I could just never put it into words like Dillo's Diz did so eloquently just by calling it a Disney breeze. Or they think we're nuts and uh, they don't know what we're talking about. I mean, either way. Yeah, I could go either way. And we might need to do a a follow-up poll about it now that the blog has been posted. Yeah, and uh, but there is if you especially if you're there between april and october i would say the disney breeze is more prominent uh due to the warmer daytime temperatures of central florida yeah and then it's usually like the afternoon shower which kind of cools it off you know by a degree or two for the nighttime there's it's big at night. You can sometimes feel it during the day. And really, overall, isn't it just the magic of Disney you're feeling come across you? I think that's I, what it is. I think that we're going to need, like, a scientist uh, right. follower of ours or some, some, somebody we know that's involved with science to do some scientific research about what makes the science. Because I could have sat here and just BSed entirely. About, am I allowed to say BS on the family podcast? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, you're not saying the so, official words. Right. So uh, I almost launched into some nonsensical jargon because that never happens here on the Improviser's Guide Network. No, no. Oh, oh. I don't just start rambling incoherently about anything. Never. I, I was ready to say that perhaps the 4 p.m. thunderstorm can uh, you know produces some sort of base 
for uh, the wet concrete, especially in Epcot, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. that then produces, as the sun goes down in the west, some some moisture to go back into the sky and produce with the air and the heavy rains that landed on the ground together. I just think we need an extensive scientific research about what makes the Disney breeze. All right. Well, calling all Twitter followers, podcast listeners, and Instagram followers, and likes on Facebook. Who's a scientist out there who can help us out with this? Where are you? Give us, give us the old at. At us. Yeah, at us somewhere. Somewhere in the social media land or something. As we said, Mel was in Disneyland following that interview and reported to us that the Matterhorn bobsleds yeah. were closed for refurbishment after we were hoping, praying for uh, a live update right. from, from the attraction. Right. Uh, how did you feel about that when you heard that news, considering your dreams? And did it trigger a dream that night? No dream was triggered, but I also uh, have slept very poorly the last several days. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. playing into the lack of dreams at yeah. the moment. Interesting. There may be a connection there. Thanks, Mel. Perhaps you can fact check for this. If you say that something is not working, that is the star of Brother Dillo's dreams, and now he's not sleeping well. Seems a little more than a coincidence to me. Something deeper going on. Mm -hmm. The, did you have any takeaways from any, any, any deep realizations, anything else that jumps out at you about our conversation with fact checker Mel Dell last week? (sighs) Let me think about that. I mean, aside from the fact that, and we were discussing this before we started recording, how Italian I can be when I talk with my hands and just slam them on the desk, which you can hear on the podcast. Aside from that, um, I have to think about it. Because I get accused of being the angry one of, well, um, of, of the duo here. I don't know if it's like accused or just stating facts. Hashtag AK hater. 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 We say AK hater. Hater. That's just a fact, though. That's not an accusation. Has that been checked by Mel Dale that I'm an AK hater? I think, <laughs> I think to- Mel Dale would absolutely fact prove that. Perhaps the next Mel Dale conversation that we have here on the podcast can uh, include some predetermined questioning, you know, questions that Mel Dale writes up and then asks, determining whether I am indeed Mm. an AK hater. That might be some high stakes, some raising, raising some uh, awareness for all Mm -hmm. and determining how much does one hate? Yeah. (laughs) Disney's Animal Kingdom. I can't. Right. I think, and I think it, it could also almost be like a little lie detector test. You know, perhaps we we measure how your voice sounds <laughs> and, and how the movement of the sound we see on the screen. That she's well, I just think there should be more shade. You know, and uh, things like that might kind of ring the bell for us. <laughs> <laughs> Amidst all of this, we have, because we never can make 
as you know, when we announced that we were doing our own podcast, our own separate podcast from what was the Improviser's Guide podcast, Theme Park Thursdays, uh, we we spent three months building up to that huge, big announcement. Massive. I mean, the undertaking that was Mm -hmm. (laughs) creating uh, our own separate podcasting entity here. Uh, You know, so our announcement sometimes, you know, there, we, we, we proceed with caution. Right. Mm-hmm. So to that, on, here, on this, the second episode mm-hmm. of Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, yeah. I have a quasi-announcement. What? what? A quasi-announcement. It's not a full announcement. It's not a set-in-stone announcement. But we are planning. We're putting together. We're... Uh, we're setting the we're we're planting our flag, Dillo's Diz flag, on uh, a gathering. <laughs> mm-hmm. And re- and really, what this is is that we are going. And if you want to come with us, please do. Yeah, come <laughs> along. So here in New York, uh, uh, Sister Dillo is out <laughs> on Long Island. Long and I am here in Queens. Yes. And in New York City for uh, Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday, mm-hmm. there is an art exhibit that is going to go on called Mickey, the True Original Exhibition. Yes. And various artists will have works celebrating Mickey, uh, Mickey's New York roots, uh, you know, tracing all the way back to uh, Steamboat Willie because that premiered at the Broadway Theater in New York, back then known as Universal's Colony Theater on November 18th, 1928. So there's a lot of New York roots to Mickey Mouse. So this art exhibit, uh, Mickey, the true original exhibition is uh, happening. And we, Jen and I together, have determined that, of course, we have not bought tickets yet. We're just saying this willy-nilly. Hopefully we won't be then shut out because all of you listening are racing to find (laughs) tickets on this day. We are looking at Saturday morning, uh, November 17th, 2018, as as the date of this purchase. (laughs) This just in from the Dillo's Diz newsroom. It's official. Dillo's Diz will be visiting Mickey, the true original exhibition, on Saturday, November 17th, 2018, 11.40 a.m. We know that's a really specific time, but tickets are available all around that hour. Come meet us, take some photos, visit some wonderful art of the mouse, And we will see you Saturday, November 17th, 2018, at 11.40 a.m. Mickey, the true original exhibition. And also, Minute Maid was Papa Dillo's name for Voyage of the Little Mermaid. More next week, and now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. We'll uh, follow up with maybe a blog. Oh. In tomorrow's blog. I'm, <laughs> I'm tentatively calling it tomorrow's blog. Right. I like it. Classic Spaceship Earth song, Tomorrow's Child. And how long does this run again? This exhibition will be running. I, and, and should I say, should I add, um, 
that more artists are being announced. There's a lot, it's still, it's still building. It's still happening. We haven't I, even been announced there yet. I mean, it's going to be huge. <laughs> it's opening on November 8th and will run until February 10th, 2019. Mm-hmm. So November 8th to February 10th. And you can go to Disney.com slash Mickey true original to get the tickets for that exhibition. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we will have our tickets and we'll follow up in tomorrow's blog. So yeah, I think everyone should join us for that. It could be a whole Mickey gathering. It could be our own little MMC. Do you think the party will be there? We can invite the party. I think oh that would be fun. We should extend the invitation. I think we should as well. Yeah. Do, I mean... Yeah. What what would you do if you saw the party there? That was, That's like a lifelong dream come true. I, listen, this is a very uh, extended conversation that we probably <laughs> need to have on a future episode. I don't think I can dedicate the time right. to talking about the 1989 reboot of the Mickey Mouse Club and right. then the spinoff into the party uh, as a very uh, dedicated time in my life that will right. need to be addressed. In that's a whole episode. That's a whole maybe maybe a two parter. It might be a two parter. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. We I think we have a topic or a subject. Subject. I think I think <laughs> testing testing. <laughs> what was that about? No sleep since the uh, Matterhorn wasn't open. <laughs> I think we have a topic or a subject to discuss this sure. week. Sure. And that is more of a long form discussion about Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. Mm-hmm. This is the 23rd edition of the Food and Wine Fest. Uh, and it, it tends to get longer and longer yeah. and longer uh, throughout <laughs> the year. Uh, started on, I was there on the first day on August 30th. Well, and, and I just kind of breezed by and said hi because right. that I have a two-year-old. Right. Uh, and it's continuing through November. And uh, I just want to ask you first, you, Jen, mm. do you remember the first alcoholic beverage that you had? I'm not ever, I'm not like trying to get into your like secrets revealed here. At, I mean, at, in Epcot. I'll reveal that. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> in Epcot. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that I remember like the first one ever. Because ever, ever forever, it was forever ago. Um, I mean, but back in the day, a lot when I lived there back in 2004-ish to 2006-ish, uh, I would often consume what is no longer available, the Half Yard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the uh, England Pavilion that used to be available at the little stand outside Rosencrown. Right. And uh, you can no longer get that, but uh, that was my jam, that Half Yard. So I feel like the Half Yard, maybe the Rosa Regale, and probably the Fairy Tale Champagne. I I think go way back, but I don't know like what I consumed first or where it really all began. Do you remember the first drink you had? <laughs> the first. Well, the first. again, not not in your life, uh, but at Epcot. I, the, I, well, I will preface by saying I remember 
and I was I was two months away from my twenty first birthday. Oh. That I all right, easy. <laughs> We're in your birthday month, so we, we are in my birthday month. We Ooh. will as and I will get crankier, and and as we move into episode three and four, I mean, I've been sensing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lack of sleep, I tell you. Uh-huh. Or... <laughs> I remember, uh, that would be August of 1995, uh, partaking in the pictures of beer um, available at the Hoop-de-Doo musical review. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I remember as my as the, perhaps the first drink in right. Walt Disney World. So I want to say that maybe, possibly... I also had a drink around the same time, a Kirin, as it were, mm-hmm. in uh, the Jap- Japan, yeah. the Japanese pavilion. I can just right. say Japan in the World Showcase sure. at, the, at uh, what is now Tepanedo, Tepanedo, mm-hmm. um, at the Hibachi <laughs> restaurant. I believe that happened during the same trip. Yeah. I'm wondering if my technically my first drink in Disney could have been it could have been at Jelly Rolls with Mama and Papa Dillo. Because I feel like I went with them while on a trip. I hadn't moved there yet. And then I got sick, not from drinking. And it was actually, I think that was walking pneumonia I got after that trip. But I remember (laughs) having a drink, like going to Jelly Rolls, which you have to be 21 to do, having a drink, having the popcorn they used to just put on the tables for you, which was delicious. And then I think like that next day feeling like I couldn't breathe and was like, huh, it was at the popcorn or perhaps I'm just really sick. Uh, so that could have been like the first Disney drink, mm. which is close because it's an Epcot resort. So, you know, it's close enough to Epcot. Right, right. Scotty the Hottie was probably there. Uh, so this is, is this the second episode in a row that you've mentioned Scotty the Hottie? Did you mention mm-hmm. him last week with Mel Dale? I feel Probably. like you, you, you gave Scotty, oh, uh, maybe, it may, maybe. Maybe, maybe Bean. It was, uh, during our final bonus edition on the Improviser's Guide podcast. Uh, Scotty the Hottie gets a lot of shout outs here for those of you tuning in for the first time. And <laughs> we assume he's still playing piano. He is. Rolls. he is. Oh, you can confirm that. I, I can confirm that. Um, I did get to go to Jelly Rolls back in January. He was not there. However, I did see someone recently tweet the video of him uh, performing Rainbow Connection. And uh, so I can confirm he is still there. I don't know how often. Yes, I do. I have the schedule. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, I have no idea how often he's there. You did not ask a Jelly Rolls cast member if Howdy the Hottie was working Anyone? I did not. I mean, I waited for the switch, and he was not there. So, yeah, <laughs> the switch off. Yeah, of the... the old switch. Yeah. Very well. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> uh, on a side note, I did also, for my 21st birthday, because I was living in Orlando at that point, go to right. Pleasure Island for my 21st oh, birthday. Mm-hmm. I, I turned midnight during the midnight New Year's celebration oh. at Pleasure Island. And were you just going around flashing the ID? I had forgotten that until we started having this conversation. (laughs) Uh, That's a true story. 
I didn't think I was going anywhere, actually. And I was walking home through a parking lot and got picked up by uh, my friend who would become my future roommate. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, because she had a big truck, so there were a bunch of people. And we all drove down to Pleasure Island for the evening. Mm, Interesting. I think, I think, and I'm going to have to dig it up now. Oh, man. I'm hoping it's in the shoebox in my bedroom closet. Have one of those test tube shots. Oh, yeah. Pleasure Island that I think I'm 96% certain it's from my 21st birthday. Yeah. I uh, I attended a bachelorette party at Pleasure Island. I don't know how old I was. I think I had already moved back here, I think. So maybe I'll put my me at 25-ish. And uh, it was interesting. Interesting night. Interesting night. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't have any uh, takeaway shot glasses like you do. But uh, yeah. And I, I said this last week. I had uh, two friends in Disney Springs last weekend for the first time. Mm. So, and I was receiving texts from them. <laughs> so yeah. we're, so, we're so far off course of talking about. <laughs> we're, just, we're just going around Disney World drinking, not World <laughs> Showcase. We're just like, where else do you drink at Disney? If you're tuning in for the first time, this is not a surprise of any of our previous Theme Park Thursday incarnations. We start with a topic or subject and we veer off into tangential Neverland. Yeah. We might come back to the original. We might not. It's we, it's anyone's we, guess. We can't say for sure. Yeah. But uh, they were in Disney Springs for the first time and they were texting me about how like they were like so perplexed by trying to figure out what was Pleasure Island and what's not Pleasure Island yeah. and what was part of the marketplace and what and I it's said crazy. And I said basically Disney Springs to me is like the sideways world on Lost where it it seems all very familiar, but something is just a little bit off about it. Right. And yeah, it's it's weird because there are points where I'm like, oh, I got it. No, now I just took a turn and I don't know anymore. Or like coming, you know, coming kind of more from the downtown Disney side to Pleasure Island. Like I'm kind of in the, like, all right, yeah, they just changed all this up. And then there gets to be a turn somewhere. But then all of a sudden I come across Raglan Road and I'm like, oh, no, I know where I am. And I don't know. It's still pretty confusing down there though. Side note, and our friend Drunk Stormtrooper on Twitter uh, at WDW Jedi Master is going to be shocked, appalled, disgusted by what I'm about to say. Uh oh. I have never, I have never been to Raglan Road. What? Never. What? Never. Are you sure? I'm certain. I feel like I used to go there often like that used to be one of my places to go probably more when I lived there but then even after I lived there like it would always be kind of on the list of like oh yeah we'll go to regular even if it's not to eat like sometimes we get a drink and just sit outside or something but I, I mean I haven't now I haven't been in a few years but that's weird that you haven't been there no, I, I definitely haven't. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why. I don't know what uh, what turns in the world that I've taken right. that has resulted in that. But I've definitely never been because I was I, I was confused about it for a long time. Going, I don't know what this place is, and everyone talks about it like I know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think everyone assumes you've been there. It's so weird. Well, it's fine though because if we ever meet up with Drunk Stormtrooper, you and I have some matchmaking to help him with uh, Raglan Roads. Oh, all right, now we'll go back to our lives. Sorry. Um, 
Yeah. Epcot. Epcot. Oh, Epcot. Should we go? Wait, where do you drink at? No. Um, Okay. So Epcot. I don't even, I feel like the first food and wine I attended was probably when I was living there. Mm-hmm. But when I was working there, since I worked in the park, I would often go out after work and drink around the world. It just there weren't as many booths, so right. So this is, this is and carry it around with me, and you know, just kind of scrolling through some stuff and trying to reeducate my surroundings and whereabouts and everything. Uh, uh, earlier today, it was. Uh, it's not surprising because I know it's twenty three years of the food and wine festival but the first one was in 96 and i was 21 going on 22 so something that i should have been more aware of but i feel like that festival flew under the radar for a long time at least especially if you're a cast member yeah and and it was so short i feel like it used to just pretty much be two or three weeks in november yeah and i think i think in the early 2000s like 2000 somewhere in there it was 38 extended to 30 days right yeah, so I think it was probably just one of those random things that and and you know like just getting the uh, history of it of like you know uh, there was this food and wine festival in Aspen, Colorado that provided some inspiration, but also like Epcot needed a boost at the time. Yeah, there was a whole test track debacle going on, which we should get into another time because I was a cast member during the time test track was a debacle getting that yeah. ride up. Yeah. And I think because that whole horizons wonders of life test track side was a mess mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Epcot was suffering a little bit. And even after that, you know, journey into imagination took a, took a twist, took a turn. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot going on in future world that required this festival to happen. Yeah, and now Epcot has all the festivals. You got all an art festivals. festival. You got you got the Flower and Garden Festival. Do you think that Food and Wine will end? Probably Mickey's not so scary as well. Are they just going to start in June? Well, the, or? I saw people posting, tweeting that uh, there was already Halloween sales going on. It's it's this <laughs> is we're recording this earlier in October, yeah. but. Uh, it's happening because I was like, yeah, because you were selling Halloween merchandise and not so scary parties in yep. August. Yep. It's crazy. So now, you, now you're freaking out that they're yeah. not going to sell on time or yeah. sell out or whatever. But yeah, it's so odd. And uh, I think it's a, a further discussion about Halloween one. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I saw um, a Walt Disney World holidays commercial last night, which kind of took me by surprise because i always feel like epcot could benefit especially if anyone at a higher up at epcot watches hallmark movies to have one of these winter festivals uh you know uh, holiday related we won't call it christmas festivals Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know to kind of also you know a lot of people watch these hallmark movies i'm not gonna lie and i think there's a an audience that might want to see their little nostalgia of Epcot and Walt Disney World mixed in with a winter festival at Epcot. Just put it out there in the universe. Uh, do you know anyone personally who watches these movies? Uh, well, you <laughs> only watched them <laughs> beginning yeah. on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving you night. That uh, you have a rule. That's when Christmas season begins for me. Thanksgiving night. Yeah, Christmas technically. Christmas season technically begins for me when Santa Claus crosses the Macy star at the right. end of Thanksgiving Day Parade. However, I have since 
cheated uh, into and my Christmases have been going. You know, I listen to music earlier now. Um, I, I, and what I, else? Uh, and these Hallmark Christmas movies, they start oh. at the end of October. How, how do you know that? And it's because they're on my television all oh. the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I watch them because they're on and, and somebody in our household has turned the channel, channel, mm-hmm. channel 84, which is the Hallmark channel here on our cable system locally. Uh, but I may have watched at least a good... 12, 15 Christmas movies by the time Santa Claus crosses that Macy's star. Mm-hmm. And sometimes by yourself. Listen, if it's an Alicia <laughs> Witt Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I might, if, if I'm flipping and it's Alicia Witt, I might stop and watch. Right. Just, right. Just put it out there. Again, we have gone away Oh, right. Food and wine. Right. But I think a winter festival, I mean, it just makes sense. If we're going to have festivals all year long and, and mm-hmm. the candlelight processional is huge and, you know, obviously holidays in Disney are big, and it just makes sense. Just make another festival. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. commit. Make it a year-long festival. Just call it Epcot Festival. Epcot Fest from now on. Just change the name of the theme park. There's... I, I just want to take a moment to explain to everyone how you get during the month of October. How <laughs> 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 no. you could call it passion, you could call it anger, whatever you want to call it. There's something, there's a switch that happens in the month of October because by the time October is over, you are another year older. <laughs> Listen, it's it's getting darker earlier, right? And then it's it's uh, the the temperature changes, the seasons change. Five o'clock headaches happen. We have five o'clock headaches. <laughs> the two of us. Have, that's just not just me. That's not a me thing. That's both of us. We both get five o'clock headaches. And uh, you know, these are all factors. Uh, my birthday. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm giving out my birthday. What my actual birthday? My birthday is two days before, ha- before Halloween. Right. So traditionally, uh, because of the excitement of those two days happening in a three-day span during childhood, mm-hmm. that resulted in me getting bronchitis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I also equate the excitement build of my childhood towards those days that, that then crash and burn in bron- bronchial issues. That that's now the the energy that I feel in October is now is now you know. It's 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 funky because of it. I'm all is I'm all out of my humors are out of sorts. All right. But when does your birthday fall? It uh, falls on a falls on a Monday this year, right? It does. Well, that's a shame. It's not a theme park Thursday because that would have been a good episode. Uh, it does fall. On are a you Monday. taking off from theme park Thursday for the last two Thursdays of the month, so you don't have to <laughs> so you don't have to talk about it or and you're not so angry on here. Welcome to Theme Park Thursdays, everyone. I'm your co-host. I'll be going on vacation for episodes three and four. It's a good way to get things going. Yeah, yeah. I'm too angry to talk right now because I'm. It's about to be my birthday. I gotta go. Anyway, so we've uh, diverted once again, and let's circle back to drinking in Epcot. <laughs> so right. So when I was a Disney cast member in the sev- in the seventies, oh my god. Well. well. <laughs> old, 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 old drink. 
Yeah. Have I mentioned that I'm really tired? Oh, I haven't gotten much sleep <laughs> the last couple of nights. Do you, do you want to try that again and edit out the rest? Or do you to... I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. Uh, <laughs> I was a cast member in the late 90s, the mid to late 90s. Sure. And uh, and that is when I also started drinking around the world, occasionally with my fellow cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, which country is is your favorite currently, whether it's part of food and wine or not, uh, to have to partake in a alcoholic beverage? Just a beverage, no food included. Just, no food. No, if you're just stopping for a an, a beverage, an alcoholic. Beverage, which country in the world showcase would it be? <sighs> silence, radio silence. I, I, I guess if it's just a drink, I could probably do like a margarita from Mexico. Or, you know, during food and wine, there are many flights of beer happening, Germany and wherever else. So I could probably do that. Or... Stop in Italy for the Rosa Regali. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the last time I drank around the world was New Year's Eve 2014, and mm-hmm. I I'm just pulling it from memory that again Japan, Mexico, and Germany were the three. Which I always am surprised that I don't end up having a yard or a or a good beer over mm-hmm. in the UK. That for some mm-hmm. reason like. That never, I, I shouldn't say that I don't. It just doesn't stand out to me as like one of the more enjoyable beverage stops. Yeah, I think since they did away with the half yard, I don't stop as often, which is silly. Um, and Japan did jump out at me at first, but I normally do go in for some sushi. So there is usually a food combo there. One of the things I like about the food and wine festival, look at that, I'm bringing it back, is oh. that they have, oh, you just hit, you hit the table with your hand, just like you said. Son I, of a, son of a. That time, you did it right there. Tying my hands up. Um, what do I like? What I like is that um, they feature some local beers, and I always like uh, sampling the local beers, no matter yeah. where I go from the local breweries and uh, food and wine. I always make a stop now. When nowadays, when I go to food and wine, uh, I make a stop there to sample whatever local brewery is uh, doing that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the one of the pop up. Uh, stops I make right. nowadays for drinks. As Mr. Mr. Snydello, big on the Grand Manier slushy over in France. Does he like Grand Manier in general, Mr. No. Just He just likes that slushy. Yeah, and I don't know. That might go back to a Mel Dale thing. I, I wonder if he is the one that introduced it. Uh, fact checker, we're going to need you for this one of how far this goes back, but I, I almost feel like he may be the one that introduced it. Yeah. yeah the, uh, local Florida, Florida brewery participants in this year's food and wine fest, central 28 beer company, bold city brewing, Florida beer company, uh, first magnitude brewing company, J dubs brewing company, which I've heard of, uh, shipyard brewing company. That's all of them. That's that. But the Shipyard Brewing Company, Monkey Fist IPA, Monkey Fist. Interesting. Um, And now that I'm thinking about it, back in January, I did stop in Italy for a glass of Rosa Regale, but 
during food and wine, I am more likely to get my Rosa from the Festival Center. So, oof. Ooh, ooh, hey, hey, ooh, that hey. New York accent just... Hey, Long Island. Ooh, yikes. Uh, Santa. Santa. At the Festival Center, I go over there and I... Um, the Rosa Regale. Over at the Festival Center, I enjoy the Rosa Regale and Ghirardelli liquid chocolate, so I am more likely to drink it there during food and wine than in Italy. Uh Tangential question coming up mm. since you go to the festival center. Do you get nostalgic for the wonders of life when you go into the festival center? Yeah, it's really weird. Um, it's also back in the day, I used to uh, do events in the festival center, not as the festival center, mm-hmm. when it's just basically an abandoned building of body wars. <laughs> um, come on company that won't be named come right up into this fabulous event space upstairs uh so it's weird that it's gone through like to think that back in 2005 2006 ish when i probably started doing the events that at that point it was this abandoned place i think maybe they were kind of opening body wars sometimes like seasonally or something but overall it was just a closed up building and back then it was like that and it's still like that except for the festival center yeah 13 years later yeah it's insane because I, I, I heard people debate recently about whether Body Wars was a good ride. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm split in the middle. I'm Switzerland on that <laughs> one. Um, but what was really debated was whether, because there was an attraction called Cranium Command or movie right. or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that, like how is this not already being developed for Inside Out, where it wasn't when Inside Out came out. It should immediately have undergone. But much like when Nemo quickly went into the seas right how did inside out not immediately go into wonders of life is it because that inside out is not as good of a movie as finding nemo nope that's incorrect it's because the wonders of life building is pointless and now they need all that space during food and wine which now goes for six weeks or more eight weeks or whatever it is because they have all those classes they have the chew come and do tv shows i don't know what they do in there anymore but so that now they just need all that space um which brings me back though to inside out have you watched that movie yet again i i I haven't i only watched it the one time if you're just tuning in for the first time First of all, the chew got canceled. Hello. Oh. That's why they got the morning, they got the afternoon GMA. Oh, GMA with, day. With Michael Strahan and Sarah Haynes, and it looks exactly like Michael and Kelly, or Kelly and Michael, if you flip by real quick. It's it's odd. It's a little it's a little weird. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot take right there. Hashtag hot take. We, what was the question? We appreciate uh, ABC as it is owned by Disney. Um, the question is, have you seen Inside Out since seeing it in the movie theater? No. No, I have not. I almost showed your daughter that movie over the weekend. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no, maybe I'll, I'll let him do that. So instead I showed her Tangled. Which she, she, they enjoyed Tangled. Right? Yeah, they were pretty in on it. All, all three of them hadn't seen it before, so they were all... Oh, the four-year-old had not seen it. No. Oh, interesting. Yeah. he's He knows who Rapunzel is from, you know, the Dream Big Princess commercials, but... Uh, now, I'm about to about to have conversation that probably we should just have separately and not on a podcast as it's recording. Sure. But is is Tangled still on the Netflix? No, 
it's not. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, it was kind of hard to find. And then we were like, should we just buy it? Like, it's, it's probably going to just get into a rotation at some point, even if it's not now. At some point, it'll be in rotation. So we bought it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, if I can find things on like the Stars movie app or HBO or Netflix or Hulu or I don't know where else, anywhere else I can find a movie, I'll try to do that first. It's too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're old. You can't handle all those apps. All right. Hold on. So let's just let's clarify things. Um, you and Mr. Snide Dillo and myself and Mrs. Dillo yeah. went to see Inside Out together in, in the movie theater here in Astoria, Queens. Uh, you left the movie theater uh, emotionally wrecked. I was. I don't know if I was emotionally wrecked. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Fact checking out that is not accurate. I was a cold, dead soul, according well, to you. I mean, <laughs> I can't really dispute that one. What? What was the? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Um, what was the movie that with Rachel McAdams and Tom Hall Gleason uh, with? Oh, Bill about Hines? time. About time. Yeah. Was I, which I Another have one. watched, right. But I watch, I've watched that movie several times since then. So and it does I, nothing for you? I, I enjoy it. That, that is, that's some deep rooted issues. Listen, that's what I mean. cried for, sobbed uncontrollably for 20 minutes from the point of the garbage uh, dump scene in Toy Story <laughs> 3 until the end of that movie. Uh, it was it was ugly crying in the movie theater in 2010. Uh, Inside Out could never ever produce that same kind of emotion. Bing Bong and no Bing Bong is his name. Bing Bong it is right. It is. I'm not asking you to compare it. I I am emotional during Toy Story as well, but you, you don't have to be like, oh well, this isn't Woody and Buzz. The, it's its own thing. You need to watch it again. Here's my second hot take in the last five there minutes. We last week, you talked about looking forward to seeing Pixar appear in Disneyland. You were met with silence, and it's because they have the <laughs> Bing Bong candy store. I'm so excited for it. Can't wait. <laughs> so, so excited. So the Food and Wine Festival. Oh, right. What I'm amazed by with the length of the 75 days it is now or whatever is... Is that this podcast or the Food and Wine Festival? <laughs> <laughs> so 75 days of the food and wine festival sure. would you I, I mean is it good that it's this long now because of the overwhelming popularity that it has it's impossible to not wait in line for any food vendor at this point or should it still be a special 30 day attraction you know extra spark you know I personally feel I, I'm all right with it being longer now. I, I'm a little less okay with Mickey's Not So Scary starting in August because to me, it's like, it's not, it's, God, it's August. It, right. In Orlando, no less. It's not Halloween. But um, food and wine, I'm okay with, especially that it can be at that point of wall to wall people where it is hard to try certain booths you want if the lines are too long or sometimes just walking around there is insane where when I was there I mean I was there on a 
Friday night and Saturday night. And I mean, earlier in the night ish, but uh, some of our friends stayed, uh, Mel Dale being one of them on Saturday night stayed and did the entire world showcase. So, right. I mean, I don't know that he stopped at every booth, probably not, but still the fact that you can do that it felt to me like, Oh, it's probably a lower crowd weekend where at least those options are available that it's not so insane now that it is spread out. People don't feel like, Oh, well we have to get here this weekend or else we're going to miss it. But, um, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> that, that's fine. Is it a good amount of time or should it be shorter? Is it- All right. Oh, and the other thing I was just going to say is that um, I feel as though uh, maybe, maybe this is one of your hot takes, as you call it, <laughs> but that the beer selection, let's say, at a lot of the booths and restaurants uh, have gotten smaller used to be able to get like a real cup of beer for five bucks. And now right. you get more of the flight sizes, even if you're just getting one. Yeah. And it's like more of a taste, which I mean, is fine and I get it and whatever. But, you know, I don't love that aspect of it, that that has definitely changed over time. Right. I think my only, the only thing I would say at this point, and it was fine that it began on August 30th this year because it was leading into Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I think it just makes sense at this point to say that the Food and Wine Festival goes Labor Day weekend to Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Because the Candlelight Processional starts on Thanksgiving night, I believe. So why not just you know overlap the two for that final weekend? I mean, mm-hmm. instead of like having like, oh, how long is it going to be this year? Just say, this is Labor Day to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Even if it ends on Thanksgiving, right? Let, let the food day, Thanksgiving, be the last mm-hmm. day of food and wine, right? And then you can go into the candlelight processional and all the Christmas stuff. It just make that. It just seems like a logical choice, and I think it would cut back on some of the backlash of like, oh, they're dragging it out, they're diluting it, it's right? Too much, you know. It can make the argument for not so scary because a lot of kids go back to school, so right. You, you know, Disney could say, hey, we're trying to get those kids who aren't going to be back here for school, you know, sure. school and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I get that yeah. to an extent. Yeah. But, you know, parents parents are the ones making the trips. If they want to go see Not So Scary at the end of the September, they're taking their kids out of school. True. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that would be my my thing. If I had one one recommendation for the Food and Wine Festival, as it currently stands, it would be just say Labor Day to Thanksgiving. Boom. Done. All right. Well. <laughs> you're making eyes yes. at me like I'm done coming yes, from an okay. angry place. <laughs> <laughs> All of this being said, I think uh, next week's episode should focus a little bit on something lighter Halloween. and happier. <laughs> no, Halloween. <laughs> oh, right. And the oh. things the things that scare us in Walt Disney World. And that's what I'm gonna the things that scare us hmm. at Walt Disney World. Hmm. But based on the conversation <laughs> that we have had uh-huh. on this <laughs> Theme Park Thursday episode with Delos Dis, uh-huh. what would you say? Who should write tomorrow's blog? Should it be me or should it be you? And what should the topic of that blog be at DillosDiz.com? I mean, do you want to lift people up after... <laughs> listening to all this anger or are you, are you banning me from blogging for the month of I mean, october perhaps 
<laughs> might just be angry typing. You'll have a lot of typos just because you'll be pounding the keys. It's um, blogging all caps, not acceptable? I don't know. Uh, why, why don't we make it a surprise? We'll surprise Wait. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over on DillosDiz.com on Fridays. The Fridays after each theme park Thursday episode. Either follow generally Friday follow. as it is. Oh, as well. oh, follow Friday. Which you have been banned from. So there's that. I, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I have been banned from Follow Friday because... Yeah. I am terrible at it. Yes. I'm no good with the Follow Friday. No. Jen is the master of Follow Friday in the Dillo's Diz tandem. Yeah. She can't go on vacation on Fridays anymore <laughs> no because longer. I cannot be in charge of Follow Friday. Right. So Dillo'sDiz.com for the blog tomorrow. It could be in all caps. Who can say? Uh, but you'll, you'll, maybe you'll know by how it's written. If it's Jen or myself, Yeah. check us out. We'll be back next week. All the things that scare us at Walt Disney World. Until that time, I'm, I'm seeing if Jen's going to sneeze on my... <laughs> I'm getting ready for it. <laughs> That's Jen. I'm Frank. This is Theme Park Thursday. Until then, goodbye. Deuces. Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz featuring Jen Cardillo Snyder and Frank Cardillo. The Dillo's Diz fact checker is Mel Dale. Theme composed by Matt Harvey. Intro and outro music performed by Lindsay Zarugian. You can give Dillo's Diz a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dillo's Diz. You can follow Dillo's Diz on Twitter and Instagram. Dillo's with an S, Diz with a Z. And you can go to Dillo'sDiz.com for throwbacks, archives, and tomorrow's blog. Dillosdiz.com Copyright The Improviser's Guide Network 2018.